Welcome to the Carb Load Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back on the Carb Load Podcast. This makes for two episodes in less than a week, I believe. And spur of the moment, we are really excited to have another guest. And this guest might be the youngest guest we'll ever have. He is 15 years old and he hails from the great state of Indiana. And he is also known as my brother-in-law. I call him brother in love sometimes. <laughs> His name is Brayson and he is my wife's brother and he is 15 and he is visiting from Indiana and we decided that he was going to get on the podcast with me so we can get the bold opinions of a 15 year old freshman just finished his freshman year in high school so welcome to the podcast Brayson thank you <laughs> we in thinking about this podcast briefly because we've literally just spur the moment did this I think we just wanted to get a perspective of the high schooler right now which probably a lot of people are curious about what high schoolers are thinking and going through right now because of all the junk that's going on in our world. So to lead it off, tell us about your high school, what grade you're in, do you play sports, are you in clubs, things like that. Just give us a brief overview of your life. Okay, well, I'm going into my sophomore year at Lakewood Park Christian. Um, I run cross country and I would have run track this year, but due to the coronavirus, I couldn't. Um, I used to play basketball and soccer, but I didn't really like the team sports, so I moved on to the solo ones and I enjoy them. Um, High school, I personally think, is it's easier than what I expected, but then there's challenges that I weren't, that I wasn't accepting, that I wasn't expecting. So it's kind of like something new every day. Nice. Um, so what were you expecting high school to be like? I was expecting the academics to be really hard and difficult, but they were a lot like uh, junior high where I could just retain the information by paying attention in class and I wouldn't have to study a whole lot. Um, and then I was, I was expecting the academics to be harder and... Um, but aside from that, to have like more fun outside of school hours with friends. Um, but we haven't really been able to get together due to the coronavirus. And then before that school 
took out a lot of our time. Yeah. So obviously because of the coronavirus, you guys went to online school. Do you find it weird or ironic that you didn't spend as much time doing school when you were online versus in school? Or did you spend the same amount of time? I personally spent about the same amount of time. And I think that's like what we were supposed to do because it was designed to be like a school day. So if it's supposed to be like a school day, then we should spend the same amount of time to learn the same amount of material. Yeah. Cause I, there's a lot of kids that I know that they were spending like three or four hours a day on school and it wasn't even like they were getting all their work done. Now, granted, I'm sure you worked a little bit harder than some of the kids I've talked to, <laughs> which is good. Um, so you basically missed out on a semester at school because of, you know, what's going on, the coronavirus. And what's your opinion about that? Are you asking about the coronavirus or am I missing out of school? Two-part question. So the first and the second. Okay. Um, As for the missing out of school part, I'm not so much affected by it. My grades kind of stayed the same. Some classes went up, some went down. But overall, everything still sat pretty. Um, As for the coronavirus, I think it's just another trial for... God or that God gave us and back in Indiana I've seen like we've seen improvements in the church because of the coronavirus like we've gotten more people to Christ than we have during live auditorial um, sessions Uh and I think that some people are blowing the coronavirus out of proportion and then, but there are other people that aren't taking it seriously enough. Gotcha. Um, so does the coronavirus scare you? The coronavirus does not personally scare me because not a lot of young people have gotten it. And if they have gotten it, then they've recovered quickly and they've they've recovered well over it so it doesn't scare me personally but I think I'm probably more concerned for my older family members than I would be for myself gotcha like most people I feel like if you're if you have a brain (laughs) um so you you obviously aren't affected very much by it. Like your life wasn't, it didn't drastically change. Obviously not hanging out with friends um, after school and things like that is a bummer. Um, Do you think that Indiana is going to be the same when you go back to school? Or do you think that 
everyone's still going to kind of be afraid and, you know, precautionary, I guess. I think that there's going to be some people that are still going to be scared of the coronavirus and um, they're going to take precautions about it no matter what. Um, I think the large majority of the population, though, it will revert back to normal because as humans, we're meant to adapt. So this is just like another speed bump, if you will, and we'll be able to get through it. Are you looking forward to going back into the classroom rather than doing your schoolwork online? Not really picking up. Um, I think that the, the classroom setting makes me, it makes me more productive, but I do like the working from home feeling. (laughs) So like every adult right now. (laughs) Yeah. So, but I think it'll be better for me to be in school because I'll be more productive and I'll get more work done in a better amount of time. And so... I just think that going back to school will overall be better than having to do more online work. <laughs> you heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Um, so there's been a lot of talk about like how this time has affected high schoolers in a bad way. In your opinion, what is what has been most affected in high schoolers lives during this time? Um, I'm going to say screen time is the first thing that comes to mind. Cause so you're saying more screen time? Yeah. Gotcha. Cause we've all been locked up in our houses and for some people there's like only so much you can do in your house. So then you just go to your phone or your iPad or whatever and then you can be on social media forever. Yeah. Um, that's pro- screen time is probably the first thing that comes to mind. Second thing is like all the families were su- were forced to spend more time with each other now, and I feel like that's making making or breaking some relationships. Yeah. So could be good or bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, for a little context, you live on a farm basically. So I think your, your lifestyle outside of school is probably a lot, looks a lot different than most 15 year olds in the United States, at least, you know, in, in, in more populated States. I mean, you live you live in small town Indiana so it's i mean it's kind of a it's a good perspective for people to hear but i think it, it it's definitely something that varies across the board um so for reference Brayson does not have a cell phone he only has an iPad and with the iPad he doesn't have social media this might be totally getting off topic 
Um, but do you feel like with you not having a cell phone and not having social media, you miss out on like all these things in life? Because I feel like a lot of high school kids, they think that if they don't have Instagram or Snapchat or whatever else, that their like life is ruined and that there's like they're just doomed. No, I think there's only two social media platforms that I actually use. It's not like I... I go onto YouTube to watch videos like literally anybody else. And then I go onto Pinterest for ideas for writing a book or crafting things or stuff like that. But I don't think I'm missing out because I've been blessed with a good family and a good home. Yeah, that's right. You better say that. (laughs) Yeah. Or have you? (laughs) (laughs) So I don't think I'm really missing out per se because people only post the best part of their life on social media. They don't post like the worst part or the cringy part. So, I mean, we're all human. We all go through the same thing. And just because they share a good time it doesn't mean that they don't have their own bad times or their own boring times or whatever. So you feel like they're like unrealistic platforms, basically like not exactly truthful. Yes. Like there's only the partial truth to it. So since you don't have social media, what do you do in your, all this spare time that you have? (laughs) Um, it, kind of depends on how I feel for the day. Um, some days I'll go for a run. Um, I haven't done it lately, but I've done it in the past. I'll forge. Um, for those that don't know what forging is, explain. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're talking to city people for the most part. <laughs> we got some city folk listening to this. Okay, then. So forging is the process of taking essentially any cold solid metal and heating it up and then forming it with a hammer and tongs to turn it into a knife or more tongs or another hammer or whatever of the like as a tool that can be used. Like a blacksmith sort of. Yes. A blacksmith thing. Yeah. All your free time. (laughs) All of my free time. Um, I've recently gotten into making bows, wooden bows, and I've got an elm shaft um, ready for when I go back to Indiana to make a long bow. Um, I'll write my book sometimes. Hmm. And then I help out around the farm because we've got a lot of animals. So we have too many chickens. <laughs> um, so, so you're you're writing a book. Give give a brief synopsis. If somebody was gonna pick up your book and read the back cover, what would it say to that person? Hmm. 
I haven't exactly gotten that far. I'm only two chapters into the book. The, so the fact that you're even like trying to write a book is pretty crazy, incredible. <laughs> um, the story's essentially though about um, humanoids. So it's like creatures that have human humanistic appearances. So like Bigfoot is a humanoid. Um, the abominable snowman is a humanoid. Um, Santa Claus. <laughs> Santa Claus is. <laughs> he's technically a magical being. <laughs> he's not humanoid because he doesn't have. He's not an animal human characteristical mix. Yeah. So. Um, but for the people with who need a different understanding is furries on a higher more violent scale gotcha so when are you planning on finishing this book i have no idea because i, I want to turn this into a series and i have main scenes played out in my head but it's the issue of actually sticking with it and writing to the end so because i would like my books to be at least 200 pages a piece and i think i'm only at like 20 right now you can't be i heard somebody say once you can't be a writer without writing (laughs) that's that's definitely true so nice a book and you're 15, I don't think many people can say that they've even attempted to try to write a book at the age of 15 or even like thought about the idea. Where did you, where did you get the ideas? You said there was like scenes that you have in your head. Where did you get the ideas for those scenes? Was it your imagination? Was it books you read that you maybe threw similarities in or um the for the scenes i threw my imagination with some other scenes from books that i read movies that i had watched um so a lot of what's hap what of what will happen in my book some version of it has already happened in either in reality or in another book series or in the movies Interesting. The imagination is a wild place sometimes. That is definitely true. Do you think that people, kids your age in the city have less of an imagination as kids who grow up in the country with, you know, you have less opportunity to kind of like numb your mind. So like you have, you don't have social media you don't watch a ton of TV. Um, you don't spend hours on end inside doing nothing. You're not on, you don't have a phone to get on. Do you think that your imagination may be more active than say a kid who has all of that stuff? I would say so because farm kids are going to understand this. What we have to do on the farm sometimes is we have to look at a problem 
and it doesn't always play out by the book how to fix it. So you have to improvise and you have to come up with something else that's going to work. And we come across those problems almost every day. So we have to, we have to be imaginative every day so that way we can fix these problems. And then, but like, if you just live in the city, your biggest problem is probably like, I'm stereotyping here. I'm very <laughs> sorry, but like, what am I going to eat tonight? Yeah. Well, yeah, you're stuck in traffic. I'm going to be late for work, that type of stuff. I mean, it's true. There's, there's truth behind, you know, every kind of fib or like stereotype. Yeah. Stereotype. So that's a good perspective. Um, do you picture yourself living on a farm when you can buy your own house or do you, do you want to do something else? I haven't entirely decided what I want to do for a career yet, but if per se I were able to buy my own land and build my own house, I think I would probably have a farm where I could have chickens and have horses. I don't know about pigs and cows because I know that they can be a lot of work, but, um, I know I figure I probably would have my own farm of sorts if I were to have my own land. Nice. So you obviously enjoy living outside of the city. I love living outside of the city. It's, I know that you guys live in the city, so there's, we have differences. Um, but out in the country, it's open and the air's more fresh and there's more freedom to do what you want. And there's more creativity and you're more out in God's creation. And you can see details that you never even thought about. But in the city, like you have everything you need essentially at your fingertips on your phone and you don't get to see as much of the great creation because it's either cement or pavement or metal that you turn to look at. Yeah. Luckily in Colorado, there's an opportunity to go to somewhat open space Yeah, <laughs> and kind of get away. Yeah. Um, so what are you most looking forward to in the next, we'll say year of high school? So your sophomore year, what are you most looking forward to? Um, I'll be happy to go back and see my friends in school. Um, cause I haven't gotten to see them a lot. It'll be nice to go back and run and the sports that I do. Um, I have some good teachers out in Indiana that I love having class with. Um, so that's probably for my sophomore year, just like basics of look of going back into school. So just being 
normal again, basically. In a sense, yes. <laughs> um, so there's, I worked in a school, so I got to see the side of teachers and administrators talking about kids and being frustrated about kids. What is something that you would tell teachers and administrators that they, that you think they don't understand about high school kids right now? I don't know what it's like for, um, the rest of the U S but I know at Lakewood we get a heavy workload. Um, so I think like most of us are able to pull through and do it and still go get good grades. But I think if the teachers would like sometimes lighten up on the homework or if students could be less disruptive in class so we could get more done in class, then we would have less homework and like the students wouldn't be so standoffish towards the administration. And then I know that the administration tries to understand what we're going through. So I do, I love having them there for that. And they try and have a relationship with the students. But I feel if they were to spend more time with us instead of as a teacher or a mentor and more of more as like a friend, then they were, they would understand us better and we would all be able to get done what we need to get done in class and overall have a better relationship. So you're saying like if a teacher invested more time in getting to know you as a person, it would motivate kids to want to get more work done in a classroom or even, you know, pay attention more and cause the respect level would change then. Right. I think so. Yeah. Cause like, if you think about it, everybody looks up to somebody and if we were to have a day with the one person that we look up to, we would want to do what we could to impress them. So if students are looking up to the teachers, then if we're working hard in class and after class with a more manageable workload, then I think that'll just greatly improve the overall atmosphere. Yeah, that makes sense. I could definitely see that with, there's a lot of teachers who it's almost like they create like a inequality where like you have to respect me because you're my student and I'm the teacher. And then it immediately takes away like a relationship between you and the teacher. Mm -hmm. And I just think that it almost ruins the atmosphere of learning because then the respect is out the window too. And yeah, that's the basis. I remember I had a teacher and they said, that they weren't going to be our friend. They were going to be our mentor. And that worked out really well. So it wouldn't even have to be like a friend relationship, like a mentor relationship would work even then because every, for the most part, everybody really liked that teacher. So. Gotcha. Yeah. 
just clearly defined what it was going to be like in the beginning. So right now, what's your, what has been your favorite class and what class are you looking forward to? Hmm. I think the class that I'm looking forward to is maybe taking STEM, so science, technology, engineering, and mathematics class. I had a lot of fun in that class when I took it in um, middle school. I really enjoyed that. And then um, my favorite class that I've had I don't know. I've enjoyed gym like just about any other guy. <laughs> um, I, like I said, I enjoyed STEM class. That was a lot of fun. And I've had, I've had great teachers, even if I didn't like the material, I've had teachers that are really good and I've enjoyed having them. That makes sense. And then, I think that's probably going to happen later on too, because I still got three years of high school left. So I might, I may not like the material, but I'm really going to like that the teacher. Yeah. So, so I've heard you talk about it before the something in high school that you see is like different clicks, like friend groups, you know, those are the jocks. Those are the, uh, cheerleader, whatever it is, what, give me your evaluation of that. Like, what do you see in high school when it comes to that? Like, is that, is that true still? Is it not? Are people willing to be friends with whoever, or is it still like, what Um, is it like? At Lakewood, we're a pretty small school. We literally only have 600 students k through 12 yeah it's really small so there's like only 30 or 40 kids per class um but i'd say we probably have the stereotypes of cliques and groups like we have the popular kids we have the jocks we have the pretty girls um there's nerds there's dorks (laughs) (laughs) um and then there's the weird people. Which which click do you fall into? Probably, I don't know. I'm athletic, so there's part jock there, and then, but I'm a big nerd, <laughs> so I because I read a lot of books and I watch a lot of movies. The joke, the joke is going to be later in life that. You have a you have a life quality at fifteen that adults don't have, and that's reading a lot. There's a lot of adults who don't who don't even read, and that's people in high school. And it's always been this way, at least even when I was in high school. People thought the kids kids thought other kids who read a lot were nerds. Like, oh, you're reading the book for the class, you're a nerd, mm-hmm. and now looking back i mean i've been out of high school for 10 years i wish i would have read more is how i feel about it so because i was one of the ones who i was the jock who made fun of people for reading but now i love to read so (laughs) yeah came full circle Mm -hmm. yeah i remember um 
for my English class, we had to read the Odyssey. Oh yeah. And just a light read. <laughs> yeah, just just a little bit, <laughs> like seven hundred pages or so. <laughs> um, but I had I really like Greek and Roman mythology. Uh huh. Because I think the stories are just like fun to hear and talk about. They're pretty like mystical, surreal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And everybody wanted me in their group because I knew so much about the Greek gods and goddesses. And I retained almost all the information that I read from the book. So it was like that there was like the nerd part of me, like, and then I remember like I was even quote unquote bullied for knowing so much about just that one topic. And so what do you think there being bullied is like a big thing in high school and even younger now. And most of it is just, I don't know. I have an opinion about it, but what's your opinion on bullying? Bullying isn't what people think it is. It's not like shoving a kid. Well, I suppose kids do still get shoved in lockers and stuff, but it's not really the bullying that we see today. Isn't the stereotypical bullying that we always think about. It's not some kid that's always getting beat up or something like that. It's always verbal abuse. Yeah. So it's hurting feelings more than physical body. Yeah. And I personally know people who act like nothing is wrong and, but I've never seen them do this, but if they were to be alone, I think like all those emotions would just, all those bottle up emotions would just burst out. out. Yeah. Um, have you ever, what would you, what do you, what's your solution to bullying? I think if we didn't have so many clicks and groups and so much judgment, then it would really fix everything. But it's not like we're human. So we're always going to have cliques and groups and we're always going to judge. Even though it, the Bible tells us don't judge unless you want to be judged. I'm paraphrasing there, but yeah, you get the idea. Um, yeah, I mean, you you said it. I don't think... Well, what do, what do you think, why do you think like, do you think the athletes think they're better than the other groups? Do you think the pretty girls think they're better than the girls who aren't pretty, which I don't think is even, that's not even a real, no. you can't distinguish that in no, my opinion, but what do you, why do you think they're separated? Like, what do you think makes the separation? I think what makes the separation is a person finds one thing that they're good at and then they go and they focus on that one thing and then they get into the group who's all like that and then they focus on that one good thing that they're good at and if a person isn't good at that and they expect them to be then they get judged for not being good at it like even in gym class I have a class with some really athletic guys 
and some athletic girls. And I've had friends stand next to me in kickball and they go up to kick and then they don't like the ball gets caught and then everybody's yelling at them. I've seen that before. And like on the basketball court, you make a mistake, the entire team's going to yell at you or even in soccer. Yeah. Something like that. Some, there are exceptions to it. Like I've heard that the soccer team at Lakewood, like they're kind of like a family tight group. Mm -hmm. Um, But soccer teams that I've been on, they haven't been like that. So I think it's, a person focuses on the one good thing about themselves and then they go and they judge the others for not being what they are. And then I think eventually they ultimately go home and they focus on what they're actually not good at or not good with. Yeah, that makes sense. It's like you hyper focus on something because you feel comfortable there and then you get in a group and you feel even more comfortable and then it's almost comfortable to judge people that aren't in that group because you know, you're in that group. Um, that's why, is that why you chose cross country? Cause you didn't have to deal with the, the yeah. team stuff. Yeah. 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 <laughs> cause I really like cross country cause I'm, I'm tall. I'm like six, two right now. He is tall. (laughs) um, So I'm good at running long distance and I'm good at sprinting. And I like running long distance because it's like something to constantly push yourself, but you're doing it alone. Yeah. You don't have other people that are trying to make you better because what they're really doing is just bringing you down. But in cross country, you're able to make yourself better because it's only you and your shoes and the path and your brain and that too. Yeah. It's a, it's a ton of mental toughness. Yeah. Totally get that. Cause I'm a runner too. Um, yeah, I've, I like, I think looking back, I wish I would have been a runner in high school because I see now what you were talking about, like the team sports, there's a lot of, there's a lot of junk that you have to put up with that's not involved with the actual sport. So that makes it Mm -hmm. for kids, you know, for kids who don't like putting up with crap like you, it just makes it, it makes it easier to go play a sport where you can, you know, be successful doing something alone like golf or cross country or tennis or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, so, I guess we'll finish on because I feel like we have, we've had a good conversation. Um, I want to know your favorite time of day, which I already know, but I want people to hear <laughs> your favorite food. Oh, dang. Your favorite movie. Your favorite book. You like want me to write an essay? This is no, it's simple questions. And then nothing is simple. In these. One place you want to visit before you die. Okay. Um, can I choose favorite book series? Yeah. 
I'm sure people probably won't even know what it is. <laughs> they probably won't, but there's there's going to be one fandom out there that knows exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, if, your fr- if your friends listen to this, then they'll know. <laughs> yeah. Um, favorite, I'm going to come back to the books because I read more than I watch movies. Favorite movie is probably going to be Avengers Endgame. Which he's been begging us to watch since he's got here a week ago. I recommended it to your wife and she said we were going to watch it tonight. So (laughs) I just I just recommended that we should watch it. I'm not a big like superhero guy, but that's why I'm I would rather watch something else, which I'm probably going to get scolded for that because most people love those movies. But yeah. Favorite time of day. Don't forget. Oh, yeah. Favorite time of day. Um, probably the dead of night. I'm, <laughs> I'm a total night owl, and I hate getting up in the mornings. Uh, I, like, I like actually being up in the mornings, but I don't like getting up in the mornings. He is like night owl. Well, his whole family, at least you, your mom, Brian, Kayla. Brian is entirely a morning person. Yeah, but he, he tries to stay up at night and his eyes turn like bloodshot red because he just can't. That's yeah. like me. Yeah, you guys are night owls. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Favorite so, food is yeah. probably going to be um, eclair. It's this really amazing dessert. Eclair? Yeah. Ex- explain it to me. Okay. Um, I don't even know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's got chocolate and marshmallow and graham cracker, but it's... Is it a cookie? No. Huh. It's it's put in a brownie tray and it's kind of like ice cream, but you don't have to freeze it. You can just refrigerate it. Hmm. And it's... Have you made it before? I have not personally made it because I have not been given the recipe. <laughs> um, but my cousin's grandparents are the ones who have the recipe gotcha what is it called eclair eclair who made you like that more than shrimp yeah i like that more than shrimp who made up the name eclair or is that i, just I the have name no idea who yeah. whoever first made this <laughs> the um, pilgrims that's what it sounds like <laughs> <laughs> maybe um favorite book series Hmm. I don't know. I like so many different book series, like the Zodiac series, Keeper of the Lost Cities, Michael Vey, um, Wings of Fire, The Last Dragon Chronicles. <laughs> so I asked for favorite book, and we got twenty five. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know what? When you when you read about five hundred books in a year, you, you don't know what to do. He literally does, and that's not. It's probably not an exaggeration. You probably do it's read. Not, probably not too far from the truth. A book of, you know, a couple of books a week, I would imagine. Don't you? Not as much as I used to. Um, but because my bookshelf is getting very limited on space. You're going to need a library here pretty soon. I, I am literally <laughs> going to need a library. And the library the actual public library hasn't been open. So it's not like I can go there for new material. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm very limited this year. Yeah. I have to either reread or 
buy stuff off of Amazon or eBay or something like that. Which is typically pretty cheap. Yeah, normally. Um, and then we'll end with one place you've always, one place you want to visit before you die. Yeah. Oh, dang. Um, I think that maybe Australia would be fun to visit. That's where I want to go. Yeah. See all the bugs and <laughs> creatures and yeah, probably see like mm. Sasquatch. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> and then maybe just around the equator too. That might be cool. <laughs> Man. All right. Well, we just had a conversation with a 15-year-old that most 30-year-olds can't carry on and offer input like he did. So I hope everybody enjoys it. And thanks for listening if you made it this far. (laughs) And we'll have to see if we can get Brayson back on in the future. But until next time, we are signing off. Say bye, Brayson. Hasta luego. (laughs) Adios, people.